Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be sharing valuable lessons they've learned in their years of ministry. this powerful warrior redeemer and instead he offered himself to be crucified the ultimate expression of humility and weakness if you will he he presented himself to be crucified and he, he Paul says one I came and I love this because it's the most unlikely personal resume anybody has ever presented you know what I mean I mean think about it this is his personal resume he says he was scared to death when he was there The Apostle Paul was never one to shy away from truth, even when that truth made him look weak. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be encouraging you today to allow Jesus to work through your weaknesses and to rely heavily on Him for your strength. That way, His glory will be revealed, not your own. And here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 with the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. chapter 16 verse 17 we're instructed I urge you brethren note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple And Titus, in Paul's letter to Titus, is even more emphatic. Titus chapter 3, verse 10, he says, Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. This is a big deal to God. Now, please understand, we're not talking about disagreements. People disagree. It's okay to disagree. JP and I disagree about stuff. But we've been in unity now for 20 years. Elizabeth and I disagree about stuff, but we've learned how to navigate that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not divided. We're unified. We disagree about, you know, the knife and fork thing. Is it a big deal? Of course not. You know, the point is to not allow it to become a big deal, to not allow it to bring division. The Bible says, you know, we can show great mercy to a thief even though you need to be wise, right? Like we've talked about before, don't leave your iPhones laying around, don't leave your purses laying around, things like that, because we open the doors to everybody and, and, and we wanna be merciful and we wanna be kind, but at the same time, we have to be wise. We have to be wise about it. We can be patient with a person who struggles with a moral weakness, See, even though, again, we need to be careful and you know, protect them from temptation wherever we can, you know, be aware of struggles, but, but with a divisive person, a person who the Bible says is, is warped and motivated by their ego, led by their selfish ambitions. They're just trying to draw attention to themselves and create 
division within, within the family, you have to take decisive action. You have, to, you have to act quickly to protect the rest of the family. So Paul wrote this very direct letter to these leaders, and he continues reminding them not to focus their attentions on the human instrument God uses, which is such a big deal. 1 Corinthians 1.14, I thank God that I baptize none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I baptized in my own name. Yes, and I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I don't know if I baptized any other. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where's the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. In other words, we couldn't figure him out on our own. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world. The things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, I know that's a long passage. Some of you zoned out on it, okay? Go back and reread it. Do yourself a favor. Because what he's telling us here, he's like, think about the way God does things. The Messiah, they expected this powerful warrior redeemer. And instead, he offered himself to be crucified. The ultimate expression of humility and weakness, if you will. He he presented himself to be crucified. And Paul says, when I came, and I love this because it's the most unlikely personal resume anybody has ever presented. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. This is his personal resume. He says he was scared to death when he was there. He was with them in fear and trembling. He he says he was weak, that his preaching wasn't really all that impressive or persuasive or eloquent. But the Spirit of God showed up. 
He said, I came to you, I was a, I was a mess. I, I, was, I was most definitely not a superstar preacher when I was there with you. Because you need to be focused on the Spirit of God and not on the messenger He uses. The third thing, pretend Christianity has no power. Fake Christianity, fake spirituality, it has no power. And that's why here, you know, we think of the, the great Apostle Paul as just this powerhouse. I mean, you know, like surely the spiritual giant. But he says, no, no. He's writing this to these, these people in Corinth. He's like, you remember what I was like? You remember what I was like. I was with you in fear and trembling. And he goes, all these things. He's reminding them of the reality. And he's pointing, basically pointing out to us that Jesus won't meet with the fake you. As I heard somebody say not long ago, Jesus won't meet with the fake you. He knows the real you. He meets with the real you. Just get real with Jesus and with each other because see the fake you can't really make real disciples if people are following the fake you that's unrealistic I realized as a young man that I had a completely wrong view of my dad now you know he did the best he could and and he did what he was taught to do what he was trained to do if you will don't show weakness don't admit mistakes. So as a young man, I couldn't think of one time when I saw my dad make a mistake. I couldn't think of one time when I saw my dad in a moment of weakness or fear or inadequacy. Now, is that real life? No, it's not real life. And as I looked at it and considered it and prayed about it and contemplated it in my 30s, I realized that wasn't who he was. He just thought that's who he had to be in front of everybody around him. Do you understand? So I had to go back and kind of unlearn some things and relearn masculinity and fatherhood as well. Because I realized I wanted David to know the real me, not the facade. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. 
A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.